Hey guys, welcome back to another Weird Wednesday. I'm Ashers and this is... Pat O'Sullivan. How was your weekend, Pat? Good. I finally watched Repo the Genetic Opera. Oh my god, my life's been so busy I forgot about this. Yes, please. <laughs> please, let's talk about it. Yes. After, after episodes upon episodes of you prodding me to uh to watch it i finally did i was on a musical kick this week as i kind of mentioned last episode uh started out with sweeney todd uh watched repo the genetic opera i watched in the heights um i think i watched something else too that'll come to me later but yeah so repo the genetic opera (laughs) it was very very okay oh my god i dug it i dug it it was good it was kind of um (laughs) It's good. It was kind of like, I don't know, man. It, you know what it reminded me of when I was in high I So I went to high school in the 90s. And like when I was when I was in eighth grade, it was when The Crow came out. All right. And you know how like Brandon Lee got killed on, on the making of The Crow? Yeah. Well, like, you know, so when that movie came out, it was like this total like, like goth movie. And, you know, the soundtrack was all these alternative bands that like originally it was just supposed to be some kind of like you know d-list comic book knockoff movie but brandon lee dying on it suddenly raised the profile and then the soundtrack raised the profile even more and it kind of like became this thing and there's this there's this episode of the office where the 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 gang is all outside in the parking lot like playing a game or something because they're locked out of the office or something and they asked dwight Schrute what his favorite movie is and without hesitation he says the crow and <laughs> so like that's like the crow is like it was really big back in the day it was kind of like this like like quasi dark fake nerdy thing and the kids that i knew in high school like the filmmaker kids that like the crow they always like dark city and like stuff like that and then they really liked like the rob zombie movies like house of a thousand corpses they thought it was really good and like everything <laughs> and rebuild the genetic opera kind of feels like in that vein well yeah but I will say that um, there are things that I genuinely adored about it. Okay. And uh, number one is uh, Anthony Head, who is Giles from the Buffy the Vampire Slayer TV mm-hmm. show. He mm-hmm. plays uh, the Repo Man. He plays the yeah. girl, the girl's father. The dad, the Repo Man, yeah. Yeah. Can sing his fucking ass off. He does an amazing job. Yeah, and he sung a lot on Buffy, too. Like, Buffy had a musical episode, and then they even they had him playing the acoustic and some stuff so like like I, you knew he could perform he he's also in um sweeney todd as well but uh he was absolutely fucking amazing the music i thought it was a little hit or miss but when it was good it was really good like that number that his daughter does in the bedroom about being 17 um yeah was fucking phenomenal and she his daughter is played by the chick from spy kids um the, oh i didn't know that yeah the old the sister all grown up i guess uh, you're right though yeah so yeah that was really good um i didn't like the stuff with the siblings i thought it was too fucking goofy but you know what if you were to actually see a musical in, in the theater they usually have kind of stuff like like it it, it felt more like um it, it i don't think it was ever a play first i think it was just a movie and, it, yeah it yeah was. it but it definitely has the same feeling of a play of a well, musical let's talk about that sibling cast for a second because you got bill mosley who is it's bill mosley like he's the, he the was guy's the older yeah yeah he was the older brother you got paris hilton right which is weird 
Which was, but it was stunt casting for the time, and I thought it was an interesting career choice for her to make because she didn't do a lot of movies. She did House of Wax, but, and then it uh, was uh, it was uh, Ogre from Skinny Puppy, the lead in Skinny Puppy, was Poppy. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, that was yeah, that's the whole reason why I watched it because I'm a huge huge. That's like one of my number one, like out of my top three bands are probably number three. I mean, <laughs> skinny, skinny puppy, puppy or skinny puppies. Skinny puppy, sick puppies is what you're thinking of. Skinny puppy, the industrial '80s band. Okay, no, no, no. That's exactly what I'm thinking of. But there, there's another band that came out that is a slight variation of their name. But no, I remember the original Skinny Puppy from back in the day. Yeah, the Skinny Puppy's my shit. Okay, and so that that's how I found out about it was because I'm I'm a big Skinny Puppy fan, and and I found out that that ogre was going to be in it, and he's Poppy, and I, I think it's so fitting, um, you know, for his because that guy's fucking strange, and I love it, but yeah. Um, you know, what, what, what an interesting, but I agree the kind of the story, I mean, that story with all that is kind of, you know, that part's kind of cliche, you know, and it's just something that's a story that we've seen over and over again. But, you know, when you first see it, the first time you see it and you go into it, you know, blind, it takes a lot of turns. Yeah. And it, it, it does. And at yeah. first you're like, oh, okay. You know, the first turn it takes, you're like, it, cause it makes all these weird connections and things. And I don't want to. I guess for anybody that hasn't seen it, I guess I don't want to spoil it. But oh, the thing's like fucking fifteen years old. We can talk about it. I guess that's a good point. But like, it's taking these turns, and like the first, the first time you're like, oh, okay, well that was you know a little bit of a twist, and then it does it again, and then it does it again, and it just keeps it keeps doing it. And you're like, what, what the hell? I don't. Like, who are these people? Right. <laughs> but I'm also trying to listen to the music and stuff, and <laughs> aesthetically, it looks great. It does, and and you know, from it was interesting. Like I, I had, um, we talked about the forty-eight hour film project in the past. I had made a musical one year, and it was interesting to see that they used the same process that we did, where you could tell they recorded all the music first, and then when they filmed the stuff on stage, when they filmed the stuff, the actual actors and everything, yeah, that they had the music already there for them to lip sync to, right? Um, which kind of worked and kind of didn't. Like when our biggest fear when we were making Blood Spray was that it like we weren't going to be able to um, sync up the lips or that editing was going to be a nightmare and it actually wasn't that bad uh, and we, we got real lucky and there's some some stuff with some of their performances where you never like they're, it's it'll be in the middle of a musical number but you'll never see the characters sing they're always using like wide shots or like the characters like whipping their hair around and it's obscuring their mouth so that they didn't have to worry about um, matching the lips up right and so that i felt like they it's not i think they did the best they could as far as like actually producing it um the sets and the costume and all that stuff is awesome the music the music is good um it it did have kind of a cheap feel to it though a little bit where like i wish they had like a couple million more dollars or like two more weeks i agree with that you know what i mean like it was just like the production itself was just a little like amateurish where you were like come on guys like you spent all this time doing this and then you're gonna botch it yeah you can't you know i don't know but uh, well they do have i don't know if you know this but they're it i don't it's not a sequel but they did make another one it's called the dark carnival i think yeah I no i because I, I went through, I, of course I'm, i spent not the whole movie but i was on imdb for a lot of yeah. that looking up like who did what and, and blah 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 but yeah the, the guy that made that he made another musical too Right, and I'd like to watch. I just, I never, I just never have. I don't know. Maybe we'll watch it. I don't know together. That's our homework. There you <laughs> so, go. But I, you know, I liked it. It's, it's, a, it's a good, 
it's a good musical. You know, for me, it's it's one of the classics. It's one of the ones that I, I could watch over and over again and, and sing the songs to. And stuff yeah, like the that. songs aren't bad, which is a very integral part of the whole musical. Right. <laughs> that you, songs, need to, you need to have decent music. And it, some it, of them are, are really good. Some of them are really good. I'm like, damn, that's a banger. And some of them I'm just like, eh. Yeah, but that's anything. I mean, you go see a stage that's play true. and they're not all you know i mean you look at look at the hamilton soundtrack half of that shit's garbage you know half of it's fucking amazing but there's well, a lot except of for me again little shop of horrors all of it is perfect so i don't it's a perfect movie perfect musical well, it's my favorite okay <laughs> <laughs> so that was that was my weekend i watched a lot of movies this weekend that was it that's cool and, uh, that's fun that's saw fun. black widow and uh fast and the furious nine Ooh. And which I'm like, we're we're not a film review podcast, so I'll spare you my yeah, thoughts. Yeah, we on, won't get into those. I guess you're right, but but um, I haven't yeah. seen either of those, so I don't know. I um, I went out on an investigation, and I didn't find anything. Um, no, it's a lot more interesting <laughs> than that. But I didn't. Um, you know, unfortunately. So what happened was, uh, we went out to um, we went to the uh, like it's literally called uh the insane cemetery like that's the name on google maps okay and that's what that's what they dub it so you get there and and it's an old cemetery um that is right by the currently the behavioral health center but you know previously the insane asylum mm-hmm. um and so it's it's got the and you know the people that were there um at the it's a state hospital it's the, it's ohio state hospital and uh so but it's not just that um you go there and these these grave markers some of them are um are not they don't have names on them they just have serial numbers oh wow and uh some of them actually will say things like unknown some of them will say specimen because they were experimenting on these people yeah very sad place and what was what was interesting was that you go up to it initially and you know at least there's like there's there's you know grave you know gravestones that are kind of sticking out of the ground a little bit and you can read them um, but there's only like a, like a handful of them and but there's this huge big fenced in field and we're like well this is weird they got all this blocked off or you know for what for just these little couple of headstones so we kind of walk out to, into the field a little bit more and what we find out is that there's more <laughs> the whole thing is is, is is a graveyard um it's just that you know they're just these little teeny tiny little pieces of stone cut into the ground with like i said just tag numbers and just you know specimen and unknown and and then not just that there's like animals in the area that are digging these giant fucking holes that are leading straight down into these graves oh shit yeah and i was like uh-oh or we might see something so when we went though um i went i went with one of my best friends and she had her her child was with us and her child's nine and i'm like oh i don't i don't you know first of all i, I don't want to try to make any contact with anything with a nine-year-old kid there mm-hmm um I, I don't feel comfortable with that i think that's unethical um to you know subject the kid to something i don't necessarily believe that something would have happened but i'm, I'm not going to take the chances so i didn't um second of all you know i was obviously concerned that this kid was going to see his first dead body now granted it's all bones now but there's holes leading right down to these graves we didn't see any dead bodies but it was very interesting and it was a very sad place um you know i did have some odd feelings in certain corners of it but for the most part just kind of interesting so then we went down to this other cemetery there um and uh there was other places we had like a whole list of things but it was it was a sunday uh like one place we want to go to is the uh i think it's the great american antique mall or something like that anyway it's now an antique mall and it used to be a funeral a funeral parlor and it's allegedly really haunted um but they were closed and so we didn't go there so we went to this other cemetery 
And but this one I wanted to go to because it's it's in the middle of the woods somewhere. It's an older cemetery as well. It's in the middle of the woods, and people they call it a uh, Wooly Burger, and they call it that because there's a legend that this creature comes after people. And what's interesting about this creature is that they claim that the creature has a signature uh, big, round, glowing red eyes. So that's of interest to me. And, uh, you know, so we go to get down there and there was really no way that we could get to the cemetery. Like there's a road that leads to it, like right off of the main road, but it was blocked. It was blocked off. You couldn't drive and you certainly couldn't park there because you're right, you know, then you're going to get a ticket. But we couldn't figure out how to like walk to it. And we tried and kind of walked around for a bit to try to figure it out. We didn't. Um, So needless to say, it really, and again, I couldn't, it's not like even if we could go, I could do anything anyway because we had a nine-year-old with us. It wasn't a very successful trip, you know. However, when you go to these places and you're investigating, you should really vet the places out anyway. And it was a good vetting experience. I'm definitely going to go back. Um, I hear with the uh, with the insane cemetery that that that's actually the new cemetery, and there's an older one, and we didn't go to that one. Um, so we need to go to that, and then I'd like to go back to the the woolly the woolly burger area um, and figure that out. But that was essentially i mean that was what i did that was my uh i can't think of anything else that happened this week it's been such a good are you kidding me well (laughs) not rehashing any of that back up (laughs) what what about what's happening in the news do you have anything there yeah you want to know about the news (laughs) yeah we'll talk about the news um a couple of things happened in the news um some big uh some some big things are coming up um regarding the patterson gimlin film pat do you know about the patterson gimlin film yeah it's the bigfoot movie (laughs) it's the bigfoot movie so uh, there's this guy coming out saying that bob gimlin who is you know he's now the only you know he's the only survivor left involved he saw patty walk across bluff creek um that he's saying that bob gimlin uh he has a recording where bob is saying that uh you know it's fake and you know he's confirming so a lot of people believe hmm. that that this man named bob hieronymus if you guys don't know uh bob hieronymus put on a suit and he was actually patty bob hieronymus says that and they're saying that the suit came from a man named philip morris and philip morris has said that yes that's my suit however they did make some changes to it that's not exactly what my suit looked like um but of course um you know bob, bob and bob patterson and gimlin they were like no but patterson died in the 70s died in 72 shortly after and, and the and patty footage i think was 67 it was a long time ago it was in the 60s late late 60s you know and uh so anyway so now the guy's coming out saying that you know what we have um another guy not not hieronymus or philip morris or any of these people um another guy's coming out saying that he's got video footage of gimlin saying that it's fake and that you know he's admitted to it so we all know it's fake and but he's not going to release it until bob and his wife die because he likes bob now a lot of people in the community you know if you ever had the chance to to speak with bob gimlin he is a very nice man and a lot of people really look up to him he's really kind of one of the staples and and in the bigfoot world um but they don't want to ruin that for bob because the guy is like 70 something Mm -hmm. you know and so they're saying that once he dies, then they'll they'll put that out there. I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna call bullshit. Like, why would you even say anything about it at all? Right. <clears throat> I mean, like, I can understand like letting the guy 
live the last couple years of his life having this kind of like attention or, or whatever or whatever money he's bringing in from it. I don't know. But right. you don't want to pull the rug out from the guy so that he spends his last two years like disgraced and hated by this whole entire community that he helped build. Um, but yeah, why would you tease it if not, if you know, just don't right. do it. Just wait till he dies and then actually don't do it. Why are you going to bring it up now and be like, but I'm going to wait. So you I know. just, I feel like that it's not, I feel like he doesn't have it. Of course, Bob, you know, Gimlin, he says, absolutely not. That never happened. So, well, so, but let's just, but let's just think for a second. I mean, what, what would happen if that film was debunked? Um, I, I mean, I understand that it was, it was in a lot of ways, it was the cornerstone. Sure. But hasn't enough other and and i think this is something to to consider when you look i mean i think i I brought something same can be said about a lot of the ufo stuff when you look back at the early cases you look back at like the travis walton thing which you guys are always shitting on but like you guys (laughs) no fucking you and uh kinsey and what's her name talk shit about the other one sarah yeah, sarah. yeah. yeah. <laughs> like i don't know okay, what the, i don't know what he ever did to you guys <laughs> fucking taking up her decker you guys have a house party that he crashed a couple of years ago <laughs> jesus man um but i feel like you know it, if you were if you were to find out tomorrow that like betty and barney hill they were just like wackos trying to get attention mm-hmm. would it even though so much stuff that came after was built upon that case if you pull that, it's like it's is it is it necessarily a Jenga tower where if you pull that bottom piece out, does the whole thing collapse, or has enough genuine research and evidence been found after that that you don't need it anymore? Well, we have hoaxes and stuff all the time. You know, I know I've talked about the uh, the Georgia guys who had the alleged Bigfoot body and it was just it was just a costume, and that went on. I mean, that went on for like a month. Like with these guys, are like, we have a, the body of Bigfoot. Clear as day pictures. They posted them all over the internet and it looked real. Sure. And everybody was like, this is it. And then come to find out it wasn't. So granted, there wasn't a bunch of time in between. You know, like I said, I mean, it was still like a month though. You know, but it didn't undo anything. It didn't prove that Bigfoot was fake. It just proved that that Bigfoot was fake, you know. Right. Um. So that's, that's a good question. I mean, but at the end of the day, I just, it's not, it, there's... <laughs> You know, I'm going to tell you, I've talked to so many people about this and it is, it's not, it's not possible that it's not real. It's just not The video or the phenomenon? The the video. The video. The phenomenon also, uh, I believe, but I think that's up for debate. But then I guess, I guess, you know, if I genuinely believe that that Patty is, was real, a real creature, then that means, yeah, I mean, it definitely is. But the video, it's not possible. We had no suits at the time. We have things to compare it to. You know, a lot of people compare it to Planet of the Apes and those suits because that was a big, big budget movie. Patterson didn't have any money. He was working on a Bigfoot documentary at the time. He was. But the problem was that he didn't have any money to fund it. So did he have a reason to go out and fake this footage? Absolutely, he had motive to go out and fake this footage. He didn't have the funds to do it. And it wasn't possible to make a suit like, the thing has titties that jiggle. Yes, so do I. (laughs) Yes, but but you're not a suit. You're a person. We didn't have that technology in 67. To make titties jiggle? (laughs) No, we didn't. We didn't have that back then. You have muscle movement happening below this suit. 
We had nothing like that then. Otherwise, we would have used it for the movies and things like that. D- Disney, um, the Disney people have come out and said we we could never make something. All these people come out and said we could never make something like that back then, ever. We didn't have the technology. Just didn't have it. Yeah. Didn't exist. So therefore, you know, and, and they shot it on, on a, you know, again, 67, one of those fucking cameras. So it's not like it was it was manipulated, at, like, you know, digitally because it wasn't digital. It was film. You know, it wasn't one of those things. Not that you couldn't manipulate things, but it just wasn't. There's no way. There's no way that could have been anything except for exactly what it was. Well, I'm I, I'm of the opinion that never say no. You know, I, I, I'm sure people have examined the film and done frame by frame analysis and they and they can measure the the jiggling of the titties and and all this stuff <laughs> and apparently michael eisner's looked at it but i mean my hope my whole point is this is that i don't think even if that video is found to be bullshit and i'm not saying it is but i don't think that it um brings down the whole you know, it doesn't undo every everyone else's investigative agree with work that. that's come since. It would be unfortunate, and it would be a blow, uh, a moral blow, you know, a, a, a blow to the morale of Bigfoot investigators everywhere. But I don't it would think hurt that our feelings. It, it wouldn't be the nail in the coffin. It wouldn't completely disprove that this thing could exist or, or whatever the nature yeah. of it is. Um, it would just, I think it would, it would be more of a cautionary tale than anything else, but when you think about how much good that that film did do as far as generating interest and sparking imaginations sure. and inspiring people to go out and look and, and do the field work i mean regardless of whether or not it's real i think it it helped prove bigfoot more than it would have if it, you know what i mean like it still kind of did good things and had a positive you know and i'm ripple. just gonna you know, I'm going to go back to it again. So you're some guy, you're making a Bigfoot documentary, you believe in Bigfoot, and you go, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fake it. I'm going to fake it and get get interest in this. And, and I'll tell you right now, it's never, you know, as someone that's currently making a documentary about these things, I've never, it's never crossed my mind to fake a Mothman sighting or anything like that. Yeah, so. but I mean, look at all the criticism that the Discovery Channel people get all the fucking time. Well, what do you mean? I mean, like, where, I it was in a clubhouse room and I heard them shitting on them for doing that. That like because well, they do fake the stuff. They right. Do. Well, there you go. You know, that's, that's, that's there Hollywood. you go. That's exactly. So yeah, I you know, I, I understand why someone would do hold it. On. I'm not done yet. Hold on. Okay. All so right. so you go. I'm gonna. But let's say that he did right, and he's like, I'm gonna fake this, and I'm gonna get real big and whatever. Um, you know, and then he goes, okay, let's let's go. You know, let's go find somebody to. I, I don't have any money, so somehow I pulled money out of my asshole, and now I have this magical and whatever. And but now here's all this money for the suit. I'm gonna commission somebody to make this suit. You know what? Let's put titties on it. I mean, what what sense does that make? It just doesn't. Anyway, I just I, she's got titties. I mean, that's just. I mean, that's that to me. That's like the biggest like piece of evidence that there is of this. You know, it doesn't well, the matter. guy that's that made the guy that made the suit. Did he say that he made it for free? Because you're saying that somebody claims to be the guy yeah. that made the suit. No, no, they paid for it. He's saying it was like a ten thousand dollars suit or something like that. So it's, he's saying something. that they had ten thousand dollars to give him for right the suit. to give him to make the suit fucking pull his tax records shit right let's figure it out i don't yeah. know if they had that back then back in the 60s taxes? I don't know. yeah people were paying taxes in the 60s yeah but all they'd have to do was pull out cash I don't know. and hand it over in cash but you'd have to believe that this man had that much money to begin with the guy was losing his home and shit like you didn't have any money to do this yeah it, it just wasn't it doesn't matter but you know you're right you're right it doesn't take away 
you know, it doesn't take away from all that. It is the biggest piece of evidence, I believe, besides the DNA, the genome project, the Erickson project. Um, it's the biggest piece of evidence that we have. It's, it makes it more real for people, and it's very important. I think, I think if anybody is, and this isn't like a sideways dig towards you, I think it's just me making a, a comment in general. I think if anybody's serious about getting to the bottom of what these things are, whatever, whatever these things air quotes are for you, be it Mothman or Bigfoot or aliens. I think you, you have to be willing to accept that some of the evidence that you may have taken as gospel truth is bullshit. Well, I, I think, I think everybody has to be prepared for, you know, for that possibility. Yeah. I, for some, for time. And as, as time passes and people are on their deathbeds and they fucking say, whatever, I yeah. think you have to be prepared for every once in a while you know finding out that you know that that awesome abduction story that you know captivated your attention when you were a teenager or whatever it's yeah. not fucking real it's just or, bullshit yeah. yeah or that picture that that someone had that was amazing not fucking real so oh perfect mm-hmm. example i don't know who <laughs> i don't remember the guy's name there was some dude that was on fucking larry king that had videos of aliens outside his window you ever okay. seen this I, I don't I don't okay think, it's I don't all right know. it's it's probably before you were probably in fucking grammar school when it came out yeah I never watched Larry King okay but it was but that's how crazy it was because Larry King didn't usually do woo woo shit right but Larry King had this guy on and he was uh an abductee and he had video footage of aliens outside the windows of his house and um he had he he had been visited a couple times and he had been abducted and he was like going through some obviously terrifying shit and he set up cameras and he caught all this stuff and um it's on youtube you can look it up and um larry king had the guy on because this was strong fucking evidence you know these are and, and they weren't you know crazy cgi videos this was in like probably the late 90s early 2000s or something um but come and i remember watching this stuff and being absolutely floored like like couldn't sleep fucking edge of my seat chain smoking cigarettes while i'm watching this like kept me up awake like just totally, yeah that would scared the hell out of me yeah totally like captivated my imagination and was like oh my god like this is on larry fucking king this is on cnn like this is the real deal this shit's about to fucking break come to find out a couple of weeks after this dude's on cnn he was full of shit they were fucking puppets but they were real good puppets. Yeah. <laughs> and this guy made some, re- fabricated some really fucking good evidence. And it was enough to fool Larry King and CNN. And once again, Larry King didn't do woo-woo shit. That's how good it was. And um, yeah, it's kind of a setback. And these people do more harm, you know, when they when they do stuff like this. Because it makes people just kind of write off everybody. But that's the nature of it i guess i don't know you got to be prepared for that to happen and i'm not saying i think that's the case with the patterson gimlet tape but like you know i agree with that you know one thing that i that i find being a a newer person in this field a younger person in this field is like you know when i first started getting into it um you know some of these people that i thought were my heroes like now that i have my own theories and things like that i kind of don't like them anymore i don't like those people like i i've realized how close-minded they are um how sure they were but like I, i trusted them because i wasn't you know anybody i was just i was really into this stuff and uh you know but you know another another part of the job and i say this all the time the first thing that you do when you investigate anything is is try to 
you know, you, you use your process of elimination. Look at you have to look at things that we know and things that we have scientifically that we can already prove and kind of deduce from there that, you know, well, it, it isn't this. So then it, it might be aliens or it might be Bigfoot or Mothman, whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. And so skepticism is a huge part of the job. You know, you have to have it. And so, you know, if it did come out, I would like to believe, and I do believe, that what we saw in the Patterson-Gimlin film is a thousand percent of Bigfoot. Um, but if it did go come out that it wasn't, I would have to accept it and, and move on. You know, I would have to, it would hurt my feelings. I would, I would probably cry. Sure. <laughs> I'd be very upset, but you know, if that's what it is, but at the end of the day, as far as this guy's claims go, um, you know, either, you know, Pixar didn't happen. My guy, where's your video? Where's the video? Show, show us. I mean, why'd you even say anything? If, if it, if, if you're not going to show us to me, that speaks bullshit, but I guess we'll have to wait. I mean, I don't want Bob Gimlin to die, but you know, we'll have to wait until after the guy dies to find out. So, uh, well, hopefully that's, that's later rather than sooner. So that's, uh, you know, where that is. Um, so I, I do want to take a step back from something I said a second ago. I tried to look up the footage of the, the alien guy on Larry King live and it ends up Larry King had a lot of UFO people. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I, I, i did find him though i think it's the guy i was looking it up while you were talking i believe his name is seth romanek romanek seth romanek is it seth i don't know romanek's his last name i think it's seth so it it's there stan stan romanek so i believe that's who you're talking about um but i i don't i don't know for sure you will have to tell me but um oh anyway yeah this is the guy and it ends up he's a fucking sex offender yeah, yeah. he's well, a bad guy so fuck that guy yeah <laughs> fuck stan roman i'm gonna tell you guys right now but i do see um i do see these actually i have seen this so um i'm i'm very aware if you're into this type of thing and you go look them up just even the google images you'll see that you know it's a very it's a very popular one um well moving on from from that guy and, and this situation um more news there's a very uh super crazy place in georgia called lake lanier and uh a, a boat caught on fire over there on, on lake lanier um now the reason why this is significant at all and we're talking about it is because lake lanier is like haunted as fuck like it's super super haunted and and cursed some people believe that this lake is cursed um you know last week we talked about the uh you know the ring of fire in the ocean or whatever and, and now it's lake lanier um but you know i i after seeing the news of like this lake fire and like i said they, they were like oh this boat caught on fire on this haunted lake i mean really clickbaity t- you know title yeah and i look into it a little bit more um this place does have a really high rate of of deaths that happen in this lake and you know i i, I don't know if it's because you know you have to be the, you know somebody has to be the top right some lake somewhere has to be the number one and maybe that's it um, I, I don't know, but you know, there's allegedly like there's been like over like 200 drownings in this short period of time, and it's not like six months or anything. It is a couple of years. It's like 20 years time or something like that. But that's a lot for right. a lake, and um, you know, it's got countless dead bodies in it, and you know, again, just stories of, of things being you know things being haunted and and things like that. So. Um, I thought that was that was interesting. So, I don't know, guys. Probably don't go to Lake Lanier in Georgia um, because you'll die. So that's 
thought I'd mention some spooky, speaking of spookiness and water, you know, with that being said, happy shark week, everybody. Happy shark week, Pat. Happy shark week to you too. Do, do you, do you get the, do you do the shark week thing? Some people it's a big deal. Hell no, no. I, I don't know. That started like when I was in high school and I, I don't get why people like i don't know did you not have national geographic as a kid like it's a big deal because the discovery channel shows fucking shark documentaries or something. Shark documentaries all fucking week I, you know i don't know why it's a big deal but it's exciting because usually that's when they'll pull out their their for me i mean usually that's when they'll pull out their like fringe stuff so they'll start talking about not just that like i remember the animal planet has that um mockumentary it's not real stop coming to me telling me that mermaids are real and it's a government cover oh, cover yeah, up and not real yeah. but they have the two mermaid you know mockumentaries on there that they'll show during this week and they'll talk about like the colossal squid and they'll talk about uh our friend the megalodon and that one's a hot one that that's a big one even for people that aren't into cryptozoology they're still into like the megalodon i don't know why exactly well does the megalodon fall under cryptozoology i mean i think Absolutely. it's just established at this point right like is it, it is, is established but cryptozoology is also animals that we believe to be extinct that are still here okay so so if if, if the megalodon still existed it would technically be a cryptid people that believe that the megalodon is still out in the waters that's that falls into cryptozoology hmm. and and there are a lot of people that enter to probably i mean i would say that it probably rivals things like life on other planets which is a big you know, most people believe that there is life on other planets just you know whether or not they visit us is another you know thing but a lot of people believe that the megalodon is is out there um like i said even people that don't my my mother my mother is a big skeptic she didn't care to talk about any of this stuff she thinks that the megalodon is still out there and um and where do they think it's living in the ocean yeah but like because that was one of the things that i i found in my research for this week's episode is that sharks primarily live in warmer water mm-hmm. so this idea that a shark could be this big and, and kind of not be found because it hides in the trenches mm-hmm. doesn't make sense because sharks don't like water that cold well that's i think that is a good point um <laughs> a very unscientific mumbled point but however you get what I'm saying? <laughs> it just depends on 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 the sharks that that you're looking at i mean we do have some big ass sharks you ever seen basking sharks are huge yeah they're huge and so therefore would, would a megalodon really be a stretch and we don't see basking sharks like that on the regular they don't really stay around us they're actually pretty elusive and they're hard to photograph and and take video of and so because we don't see them that often um which is weird because again they're they're big now whereas like you have you know like a colossal squid and those guys live in the deep deep depths where nobody ever is you know therefore mm-hmm. that that makes sense but we'll we'll talk about that a little bit to kind of you know talk about this this argument but um if you don't know what a megalodon is it's a big ass shark sure That's- that's what it is between um, 50 and 100 feet and that's yeah and that's huge um right. so i i always thought that uh jaws was a megalodon that's not did you know that jaws is not a megalodon no, i knew jaws was a great white i had no they idea they say that I, in the movie quint does well they probably did you know i i guess <laughs> like watch i watched it as a kid you know and um i haven't seen jaws as an adult if i'm honest with you um but 
you know, I, I always had, I was under the impression that it was a Megalodon, but then I, I mean, I just found out that it's not, it's, it's a great white with, with gigantism. It's weird. Like it's supposed to be a big, great white, like a bigger than normal great white, just not a Megalodon. No, yeah, it's, it's a great white. Jaws is, I mean, being a movie guy, it's, uh, I mean, I probably, if I don't watch it once a year or on the 4th of July, it's once every other year. I mean, that's something mm-hmm. that I could put on if I'm flipping through the channels and I see it on AMC, I'll stop and I'll watch, watch it. it. I, I just talk along with it because I know every line. And you know. It's a classic, you know? I, yeah. I mean, it's a horror movie. It, it was the first blockbuster. It was the first movie that like where everybody went to go see it. And it was a fucking horror movie about a killer shark. Yeah. Hollywood was not, did not expect that. You know, and it was it started the uh, summer blockbuster. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it totally revolutionized film, but like, yeah, yeah, it's a it's a it's a great white shark that um, and the first one that just kind of moved into um, the coast of Amity and was just eating fucking kids. <laughs> right. So if you haven't seen Jaws, go watch Jaws. What's wrong with you? Go watch Jaws. Why are you listening to the show, man? Go go watch Jaws. Yeah. Um, but I, I guess I I should probably rewatch Jaws. But anyway, um, so back to Megalodon. So Megalodon's a really a really large prehistoric shark. Okay, and the thing is really up for a lot of debate, um, because we don't really know what it is. We we, we don't. We just keep finding its teeth and its poo. Right. And that's because, you know, sharks are mostly cartilage. So when they when they decompose, there really isn't anything left. Right. Um, so we we've got nothing to really go off of. So everything about the megalodon is again, it's based off of off of its off of the feces and off of its teeth. And oh my that's God. it. That's all we know about it. You're really gonna say feces and make me look feces. like a dick for saying poo. Well, you said poo. Okay. I said feces. Why do you feel like a dick for saying poo? Poop. Because you had to like shark poop. Do we, do we want to? We want to fossilized, fossilized shark. Turds. Fossilized dung. Right, but I think that that's so fascinating too. Is that like because most people have heard of the megalodon, and to mm-hmm. think that like this the basis for this creature existing is it, it, they never found a skeleton. Right, never it's not like one. it was ever observed in nature. Um, and in, in recent times, at least, you know, there's old fucking mm-hmm. sailor tales and stuff. But <clears throat> the fact that we found these giant teeth in the ocean and just try and then these fossilized turds and backwards engineering these these small little snippets of evidence. That's what they're using to construct this whole entire narrative about this 150 to 100 foot giant fucking shark yeah it's like right. we found this one tooth and if, if if we know that the tooth is like this then we know that it, the mouth has to be like this and if we know the mouth is like this then we know the body has to be like this and if we know that the poop and the, what i what i had read about the poop was that because of the way that it's it's like <laughs> imagine like soft serve ice cream coming out on a cone the yeah. the, the way that it's spiraled they know like how it's how it's like intestines were formed and like it, yeah yeah. yeah. So, I mean, which is amazing to use those, those like far, like you're talking about one end to the other, right? From its, from its mouth to its ass. And you're filling in the blanks with everything in between just right. based on these two little snippets of evidence. Number one, I think that's absolutely fascinating that it science is. can do that. Number two, I think it's incredibly suspect <laughs> because, you well, know, 
Well, I mean, I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with it. I'm just saying that like, you know, I think it's I think it's awesome that we can we can fill in the blanks with just you know a piece from over here and a piece from over here, but all that gray area in between, you got to kind of look with give it a little bit of a margin of error. You know what I mean? Because but that's the problem, and we we do though. That's the problem. It, it it's not classified. Like we don't even know where this thing fits in the shark family. Mm-hmm. We don't. Now, we have theories, you know, and for a long time, it was believed to probably look a lot like a great white, except mm-hmm. bigger, you know. But now we're finding that it's possible that it could have been a, a type of basking shark because those things are fucking big, you know. But we don't know because we only have teeth and poop to go off of. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> well, it's weird because you otherwise everything else, it's just you can make it look whatever however the fuck you want to look. If you, if you want it to be like a like a swordfish with like a big old, you know, sword nose, you could because we right. don't know. You know, we have no idea. Um, you know, it could it could be a, a fucking it could be a squid with teeth. You know, it probably isn't, but you know, it could be. We have no idea. We got no way to prove that it is or it isn't. And um, you know, so that kind of brings up, you know, the matter of you know, is it possible that they're around today? Now, a lot of people will say no, because something that large would take up a lot of food source and we would know about it, which not, eh, not, true. Yeah. not true because colossal squid, we know that, right? right. And those things are, are predatory. Like they, they, they do, we see the markings and shit on whales and they're not afraid of them, you know? So, um, so we know that that's not necessarily true. However, you know, those, those are, those are big teeth. We do, we can carbon date these things and we know that, that they're really, really old. So we just assume that they're not around anymore. Like, we're just like, well, okay, it must not be around. It was a lot, it was around a long time ago. Well, another guy that we've talked about, that's another, which people talk it to death in the cryptid community is, is the, uh, what is it? The, the silicant, the silicant, the big prehistoric fish. We've, we've talked about that on the show before. And that thing stood the test of time. And it, it shouldn't have, you know, it should have gone extinct with everything else. And it didn't, you know, proved us wrong. So then that's, you know, that calls it a question. Well, then what else is out there that stayed around? And I say this a lot. If prehistoric animals are going to exist, it's likely going to be in the water. Or at minimum, it's going to be able to fly. And, you know, so now here we are at the Megalodon. Now, another good possibility is that this thing is, uh, you know, it, it has ev- evolved but become smaller over time Mm -hmm. so it could be you know that the great white is the same thing as the megalodon it's just that it didn't make sense for it to be so large as other species and stuff didn't stand the test of time and did you know kind of weed themselves out so then in order for that species to survive they would have had to have become smaller so that they couldn't take less food and 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 change a little bit Mm -hmm. so it could technically still be around in a species that we currently know we just don't really we would need to have other pieces of evidence to kind of link link those things together and then again it could also be a known species with gigantism it very well could have been why can't why can't they have gigantism they absolutely could it's just a genetic mutation Mm -hmm. and that's all it would take so it's a very interesting um it's a very interesting topic because there's just so much that we don't know about it. I don't know. What do you, what, what, what do you think it probably looks like, Pat? 
Um, I just thought it looked like <clears throat> it would look like a big shark. Um, like a like a great white. Yeah, the, I mean, I always knew of it. Like something like this was obviously on my radar as someone that liked horror movies and weird things and cryptids and and whatever. Um, so I, I knew about this. Um, I don't know as long as I knew about shit, but it was it, there's a Jace, there's a series of books that they turned one of them into a movie with Jason Statham called The Meg. And uh, yeah, that that was recent. yeah, that came out a couple of years ago. I went to go see that in the theater. It was very disappointing. However, what I thought was cool about that movie is that it, it makes the claim that um, the there's like a different like ecosystem underneath the Mariana Trench. Mm-hmm. And when they go there, like they're they're doing some like digging or I don't know, like the oil fucking digging or something. And it opens up the trench and uh or a part of it and the sharks about was able to kind of swim out and that's why and so they live kind of separate from the general body of water you know the general ocean and they're kind of just like sporadically introduced into the ecosystem and that i thought kind of made sense that would explain how you know they just kind of pop up from time to time or their fossils or the teeth pop up from time to time. Um, and they're not like out there actively right now. There's a huge school of them, you know, swimming around in the oceans and we're just not finding any of them ever, you know, cause that's kind of, that would be a little hard to um, conceptualize, right? The fact that there's these sure. giant fucking sharks that are swimming all over the ocean. Hanging out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And just, you know, we're constantly missing them. And nothing's ever washing ashore, and we're never coming up with anything except fossilized teeth. Um, that there's not, they're not even coming across like fresh teeth. Like all the teeth they're finding are like thousands and thousands of years old, which is puzzling because as we learned last week, the Earth was only six thousand years old. So I, I don't get that. That doesn't make sense to me. But yeah. uh, I don't know. I I think that it, it definitely could have existed at one point in in the Earth's past. Um, it's definitely a cool thing to think about you know giant fucking sharks um but as far as them existing today probably not (laughs) you know with the amount of fishing and and general polluting we've done i mean we're setting the ocean on fire every other week that uh you know we've probably killed off a lot more shit than we even knew existed right you know um right but i'm looking at a map now of where the fossils were discovered and it's interesting because it's all like northern hemisphere uh it is kind of along which is typically the colder region of the planet southern hemispheres where you have Mm -hmm. stuff like africa and south america and australia um but you're seeing most of the fossils along east and west coast of the united states around europe and britain uh and then on the other side here along japan so you know definitely they're they're staying coastal i mean but that's where you're going to find fossils is where the water meets the shore you're not going to find the middle of fucking ocean uh but it, it could you know the whole argument of uh water temperature and that's why the idea of them living in the depths doesn't make sense is because they were probably more um accustomed to warmer temperatures i don't know i i don't think the evidence the science necessarily makes that strong of a case for that so maybe they are still cruising around down there well i mean a, a good you know like i said I, I i always love i love to bring up the squid because it's just insane i mean it's just it blows my fucking mind every time i think about it how new it it was discovered and how these things just live out there and we've never found like really 
like I think we found one complete body, but but it's not even the biggest one. And the only reason why we know that is because we find their their tentacle arms and they're huge, you know. Mm -hmm. So like we estimate what the size of those things are without really ever observing them. Um, we but just when, accept that they exist. When we find those, aren't they like bitten off? Because that was the other thing I remember too. Is that like, yeah, we find these like carcasses of these giant squids. So it's like, what the fuck is killing the squids? They, they right, exactly. What is killing them? You're right. I mean, I think that we can't. I don't know if we can prove or disprove if they're bitten off or not exactly. But there's definitely other claims. Like I said, uh, injuries to to whales and things like that. That nothing in our waters currently can can replicate and uh you know that's just that's one of those things but you know one one uh major discovery that happened that you know i think kind of called this into question even more was in 1976 is when we discovered the the mega mouth shark we had no idea those things existed until the 70s i didn't know until 30 seconds ago <laughs> but those guys are big now they're not they're not you know i think they're like up to 20 feet or something like that like they're they're, they're not huge huge like like you know the megalodon but uh i mean you know the fact of the matter is just last year we discovered a new species of beaked whale and they're big mm -hmm. and you know these things were just kind of and we misidentified those um you know actually we had caught this thing three years prior to us actually officially discovering it they'd caught it and misidentified it as a different species of whale you know was just like whatever but then they found another one and they were like oh <laughs> this is something different and and classified it and now it's you know now it's discovered um so i mean shit like that just happens all the time i mean just this week every week there's all these different um you know there's all these different discoveries we, we just had a discovery of some bird that we thought was extinct and it's not and it happens constantly um but yeah the mega mouth shark you know that like i said that happened in the 70s and you know obviously it's out there and it's you know it it prefers um it, it prefers you know certain temperature water and things like it's just something that we shouldn't have been able to miss and we did for a long time and then now you know it's here um so i mean you know is is it still out there i mean i don't know you know it doesn't matter if it is <laughs> you know what's interesting I'm, I'm i'm doing some research while you're talking and listening to you at the same time um some of these teeth were actually found in mountains yeah that is very interesting yeah that they were not found just necessarily along the coast that they're found in mountainous regions um on land and uh which obviously says that they you know we're talking pre-continental shift um you know when the earth was kind of arranged differently yeah. but uh or, That's or very interesting. There's a story um, of, gosh, and I, I think I've told it on the show before, but I keep not getting the details of it because I always forget. But I know I've looked it up again and it's it's there. Um, but there's a story of like there was a shark found like in the middle of actually. OK, so there was a shark, a shark body found in like the middle of uh, the forest somewhere in the middle of the United States. And nobody really knows how it got there. <laughs> just a random a full complete fucking i and i believe it was like a nurse shark or something like that but a complete shark um and then la last summer along the ohio river or, i'm sorry the miami river but locally here in dayton um somebody was walking along with their dog or whatever and found a whole entire fucking shark head on, on along the river and it was everybody was like what and there's like pictures of it and everything maybe they'll, they're kind of gruesome because it's just the shark head um but you know kind of weird because you know there were they were like what's a shark head doing 
you know and it was it was a nurse shark so it's big to be in a river and they're like what's a shark head doing on the shore like and what the hell ate the rest of its body like where's the rest of the body at come to find out um and and i'll post the article i'll post it here in the description um but come to find out it was a lady had bought it at we have a really crazy um grocery store here called uh jungle gems and they sell all kinds of crazy stuff um and she bought the shark head there and she was using it as bait and you know to to fish and when she was done with it she just left the head there so um that was that was a human and she's charged with it they charged her with leaving that because you're not allowed to do that and it's like okay well. no dumping <laughs> but you're right no dumping um but i mean you know weird stuff does happen so you know it's kind of strange that those shark teeth are found like you said more in like mountainous like on land areas like what does that mean is that just because of the way that the water was back then i mean what you know who knows i mean but the, or did someone just fucking dump a megalodon body there way back when i don't know you know i think knows? when the floodwaters receded they were they were trapped from the uh from the biblical times from noah <laughs> Noah times that's true that's a good point that's a good point they got stuck there on land i had no choice but just rot right but it's you know it is an interesting i mean people are very fascinated by this um the megalodon is actually one of the questions i mean that's something that i get asked my opinion on a lot um why do you think people are are so and like i said people that don't even believe in french sciences believe that the megalodon's still there wow why do you think that is because it's a shark and that's why shark week exists because people have uh i think it's it's because of jaws number one um being such an effective horror movie but also because you know we we're humans we we're on land we we pretty much rule the land but when you go in water you're off you're off your guard you're off your balance you're not in a position of power anymore and you can go from being you know we're arguably the apex predators on land given our use of tools and stuff right there's yeah. not too many things on land that we can't kill um maybe not necessarily barehanded but you know with like i said with tools and shit right we are the most dangerous creatures on land however you put us in the water and our effectiveness drops significantly so there's a certain vulnerability that we feel about the water. Um, yes, we like to go swimming for recreation. Yes, we need to drink it. Yes, we like to fish in it. You know, but at the same time, when we're there, we're almost in another world. And we're very susceptible to the predators that exist within that world. So that's why I think the idea of these sharks, which are the apex predators of the ocean, kind of like they're on our radar, right? And we're fascinated by them. Because we realize that it, in, in in most situations they could fucking kill us and we'd be absolutely powerless to stop them. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? You drop you in the ocean, you drop a shark in the in a body of water, you in a body of water, shark in a body of water, you're pretty much fucking dead, right? Um, no two ways about it, unless you mm-hmm. have highly specialized training or gear or something like that. Okay. Now you could say the same thing. Well, what about a lion on land? Right? Okay. Well. You put a lion on land, and then you give a human an AK-47, which most people's uncles own at this point, and they're going to kill the fucking lion, right? They're going to kill the bear. We have, we have, we have uh, access to tools that can easily mop up any type of land-based predator, but the ocean's completely different. Yeah. That's, my, take. That's that. why I think we're fascinated by them so much. And for me, it's not so much the sharks, because, like, the sharks are like, yeah, whatever. But, like, giant killer squids, like, that fucking freaks me out. I'm, I'm scared, yeah, because that motherfucker can grab you. <laughs> like, right. 
Right. A shark cannot, you know, and sharks for the most part, like they don't really attack people, you know, and uh, they they really don't. Like they're pretty, they're they're pretty docile. I mean, the only time they they chomp is when they're hungry and they're kind of dumb, you know. But mm-hmm. but like a squid, those things, man, they're 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 alien. There's something horrifying about them. Right. They're and also a lot. They're also a lot bigger, and they're also a lot more current. Like those things are around now. I the, the, right. there was footage that came out. I mean, honestly, now it's probably been about 10, 15 years, but. I remember that uh, off the coast of Japan, they they caught footage of a giant squid, didn't they? Like they actually yeah had, like, yeah yeah, yeah. that was around. a big deal. Yeah, they did. Yeah, so, it was I mean, a giant squid. There's a giant squid, and then then there's the colossal squid. But the giant squids are still like fifteen twenty feet. And is the colossal squid encrypted, or is that just the colossal squid? As as a proved we've never seen it alive, but we have we've gotten one complete specimen plus the tentacles. I well, I think we have we have one video of it. And it's fucking horrifying. But they are upwards of 50 feet, probably more, because they'll just continue to grow as they live. But that's what we speculate is are about 50 feet, which uh. is huge. You know what 50 feet looks like right off the... You might because you because of your job. But, I mean, maybe you know measurements and stuff. But um, 50 feet is big. It's five a school stories. Bus is like, yeah. A school bus is like 20 feet. Right. It's big. You know, so when you think about that, like I said, that thing will grab your leg and will pull you under, and then it'll fucking beak you to death. They got a beak. They'll fucking eat. They'll fucking go straight for your spinal cord. I've thought about this a lot. Your brainstem, <laughs> fucking beak the shit out of your brainstem. No, thank you. You're gonna drown and fucking get beaked to death at the same time. No. <laughs> They're horrifying, but like you, like we've kind of talked about before, the ocean in general. It's, it's scary <laughs> it is it's way it's it's very there's so the much series. in it that want to kill you like there's so much and it, anywhere from you know colossal squids with their scary arms to megalodons to uh little parasites you know what i mean you get, you get stung by a jellyfish you're done you know you're done for they're not having it and so it's it's just it's scary the little tiny teeny tiny fish that'll swim in your pee hole i mean <laughs> it's a scary place <laughs> See, so, that's why you should get sounded on a regular basis to make sure. That food... Oh my God, we're not going to talk about sound. It's <laughs> <laughs> just to make sure that, uh, just to make sure there's nothing in there, you know. Oh my God, <laughs> are you trying to tell us something, Pat? Are you, I mean, I'm not here to kink shame. That's if you are, you... yeah, you are. You, you. <laughs> no, I just, I, it's not my cup of tea. But like, if you want me to stretch your dick hole, I'll try. Um, well, but... <laughs> you know, you can buy that stuff on Amazon. Oh yeah, I listen. I know one of one of my best friends. I'm not going to name names. You know who you are, you dirty, dirty person. You, um, they're they're in a sounding, and um, they are, and uh, it's a couple, and she bought her husband <gasps> a a camera to stick in your in your in your pee hole. Oh like my that. god! And that was like a big that was like a big. Do you know how that. supposedly that was introduced to Western culture? I do not. Uh the Iraq War, Operation Desert Storm. Why? Because that that's a that's like a really big thing in the Middle East. And when our guys went over there, you know, it's like, what do you do during downtime? Like, you go in town and you think, like, you're going over. That they were introduced to it through that, and they brought it back with them. And that's why it's, like, a thing now, is because uh, soldiers bringing it back in the 90s. I don't know if that's true, if that's an urban tale. I actually read that in a Chuck Palahniuk book, the guy that wrote Fight Club. He had a collection of short stories, and one of them was called Guts, which I actually think you can find for free online. And it, it talks about sounding. That was how I was first introduced to it, was via his story. 
And uh, he talks about the troops bringing it back in the 90s after going to Iraq and stuff. Wow. Yeah. I never heard that. No, that's not... That's not, uh, I'm, you know, like I said, you're not sticking anything in my pee hole, but, uh, you know, if that's what you're into, hey, you know, well, whatever's clever, you know, that's, <laughs> I wouldn't, I don't even know if I would trust my wife to do that just because <laughs> no. I think she would be, no, thank you. I did have a guy though that, that, you know, I had a guy that was into stretching it, you know, and, uh, that, and that, so that was interesting, um, but you maybe one of these days i'll get in all these weird body modifications i used to do to people but that was it was a very professional thing like we would stretch it and we would put like a um you know like a gauge in it to keep it i'm, I'm just gonna stop i'm looking it. at all the sounding kits i'm looking at all the sounding kits on amazon and like why wouldn't you just automatically buy the most expensive one like, <laughs> like well, I, i'm gonna go for the 35 dollar one i do not need to look at the fucking 1999 amazon prime like <laughs> Like, yeah, <laughs> I would yeah. just instinctively buy the most expensive one they have. Just, uh, mm-hmm. oh my mm-hmm. god, yeah, that's no, thank you. Anyway, anyway, sorry, <laughs> sorry, that, sorry, sorry. With sorry. that being said, um, something, something happened, uh, this week because time travel, fuck it, something happened this week. Um, Pat, do you want to tell the people about your new thing that, that you got going on? Well, oh my god, I don't even, I'm afraid of what you're gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> what? It, was, it has nothing to do with, well i don't know you guys might have sounded each other i don't know why you did it but um no your your uh your new show oh the wire thing yeah um so me and my buddy uh vince who um i know because he uh i lived in an apartment and then i moved out and he moved in after me and threw parties i threw parties when i lived there and then when i moved out he moved in and threw parties so i used to go to parties in my old apartment because he was living there and we became buddies and uh we just would talk about the, i ran into him at a bar one 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 night and he was like talking about the wire and i'm like yeah the wire's pretty good and we would just go back and forth and like talk about it kind of a lot and uh we came up with the we were like oh we should do a podcast about it and that's kind of what we did so <laughs> yeah well, so pat has this podcast about uh, the wire and it is now available and it's called wired in all caps with the exclamation point but i will put the link down below you're gonna have to because like and me trying to look for it prior to you sending me the link on anchor um there is so first of all there's a magazine called wired uh which has a whole slew of podcasts um you're based and i'm kind of okay with it existing like this like me and vince both are like you know we're not trying to like get famous off this or anything. It's kind of just something that we had, we had Randy for years. We had run into each other at the bar and talked about creating this type of media and the specific way that we did it. And that was always kind of part of the joke and attraction to us is that we were going to do it. We were going to do it in a certain way. And that's what we did uh, in, in terms of recording this. We've already recorded the first three episodes. The first one went out today or this week. And then um, I don't, I, we're still on the fence about whether or not it's going to be a weekly or bi-weekly thing. It all depends on when we can get together to do the next two episodes, the last two episodes. So, um, and I'm actually going to find that out in the next day or two. So it might be a weekly thing for five weeks or it might be bi-weekly and we'll stretch it out. I would rather do it weekly and kind of just get it all out. But um, yeah, it was just, you know, I think that's, as, as somebody who makes stuff, um, 
sometimes you get ideas and you just have to go and do it. And sometimes they come to fruition. Sometimes they don't. And for every dinosaur erotica audiobook that kind of crashes and burns, you have a wired <laughs> that actually sure. sees fruition and comes out. And that's just, it's a numbers game. You know what I mean? Try to make five different things. And if you're lucky, one of them will see the, see the light of day. And this is the one of them, but, uh, you know, it will not take away from my time on this show at all, at all. No, yeah, no, absolutely. And you know, you're you're allowed to, like, it's not cheating if I allow it. So, um, you know, you're allowed to, <laughs> you're allowed to go make stuff. I encourage that. I would like for you to make stuff, and I would love for you guys to support Pat and the things that he makes. So, absolutely, go check it out. Especially, if, you know, I'm sure if, if you watch the show, or maybe you were, you were interested in watching The Wire at one point, um, you can kind of watch the show and, and compare notes. I don't know what the hell you guys talked about, really. I only I only edited it, but I, I didn't know what was going on. So. <laughs> Well, that and that's the other reason that I kind of want this to come out quickly is because we recorded the first th three episodes in one night, and by the time episode three comes out, we don't know what the fuck is going on, and we're you know it's it's kind of sure. this this is you know obviously we're talking about the wire, so it's like a kind of a, a and a a meditation on the series, but it's also this completely other thing too, which I'll just it's like I said, it's more performance art than than film review or something you know it is what it is and i just invite the audience to check it out if they are so inclined yeah uh, absolutely like i said let's uh links down below for wired with uh pat pat owen and his buddy vince so right. check that out but uh i don't think i have anything else you got anything else to add here pat before we close it out no that's it for me this week all right just uh you know um smack booties and smoke doobies i mean that's <laughs> Oh, I am stealing that one, Asher's. You know, that's you guys do that, and <laughs> please, you can have it. Yes, and steal that. Please steal it. Put oh, it on a T-shirt. I, I got one more. I got one more thing for you. Oh, go ahead. So, um, Delta Eight, Delta Eight THC. It's a legal strand of. It's not like the, remember that K two shit that came out like yeah, ten years ago that no, made everyone go fucking yeah. crazy. Okay. Yeah, that's yeah so that's this isn't that okay it's basically it's made from hemp but it's not made from like marijuana hemp it's made from like like the non-psychoactive hemp or something it's it's a it's a it's a, it's, a, it, it's it's natural it's not a cannabinoid or whatever those okay. fucking k2 shit was but it's it's also not just like like weed plant right so okay. you don't get high but like have you ever have you ever taken like um cbd stuff uh well i mean yeah it doesn't feel like anything well you're right but it's supposed to kind of like have all the benefits of smoking weed without getting you like super high like the head buzz right where like you know you get paranoid or you get hungry or you get whatever right um but as far as like kind of relaxing you a little bit and maybe like helping like your joints or like reduce inflammation or whatever fucking t medicinal properties THC is supposed to have. CBD is supposed to have all the medicinal properties without any of the psychoactive side effects, right? So Delta 8 THC is basically like CBD times a fucking thousand. And um, I, of course, have access to some of it and uh, tried it this weekend and whoa, it was um 
it was a very, very, very good experience. And I would recommend it for anybody that normally smokes pot that try this because I was not high in a traditional sense. Um, but it was very helped with anxiety. It helped me sleep. Um, definitely helped my mood, you know, not that I'm sure it's hard to imagine, but I can be a cranky bastard sometimes. And I wasn't for a while after taking this shit. So, um, Highly recommend it if you get the chance. Delta A THC. It's legal. They. It's, it's not a Schedule One. Uh, it's you should be able to find it anywhere because those vape shops and those all that CBD places that are popping up all over the place now. Um, you can probably walk in there and buy it. And I would say buy it and buy it in bulk now before the government gets involved and fucks it up. Sure. It, it's still legal now, so just buy it in bulk. Trust me. You'll thank me later. Okay, Delta Eight THC. I might have to check that out yeah and i'm that wasn't a paid advertisement even though if they want to give me money i'll talk about it even more we will absolutely take the money yes this is <laughs> yes absolutely or at least the free uh free delta eight i mean that, that'd be good too and you know what i think we should we should see about getting our fucking logo slapped on, i'll tell you what i'm gonna buy one of these sounding kits and just put one of oh our stickers goodness. on it and then we'll sell that on the web store <laughs> I just think you, you just want to buy a sounding kit. I think you're curious. Hell no. <laughs> Hell no. Oh, no. Pat. Absolutely. That should be our next. We, we do. Let's do that for like next week's episode. Like, let's talk about. Well, it's just like weird shit like that. Kinks. I mean, but not like I'm talking about like fringe stuff like pony play and like, you know. The uh, I don't know. I don't want to call it the pony people the pony people the bronies the bronies and the furries and the things like that. i don't know you know what we'll, we'll talk about it we'll talk about it we'll we'll, we'll see maybe we'll talk about kinks next week guys i, I don't know we'll, we'll see you got a weird kink let us know you have some fetishes let us know i know some really weird ones actually uh so maybe we will um sure let's but, let, let's put it up let's do a twitter poll and we'll see what we'll let the fans decide do you want us to talk about weird kinks or do you want to talk about want us to talk about dolphin rape caves Oh God! You're, yeah, <laughs> you really want to talk about that, don't you? <laughs> well, let's let the audience decide. It's not about me. It's not you know about what, what you're I want. Right. We'll we'll let the audience decide. I agree with you. Um, I'll do it. Fuck it. We'll do a poll. Go go over to my Twitter at uh, it's Ashers. You'll find my or the um at uh, Wednesday's talk. We'll put it up on the uh, the actual podcast. You know, for you know Twitter for the podcast. Um, and and go vote. I'll put it up there. It'll it'll go on for at least the next couple of days, and and it'll be there. So, um, I I'll I'll put it up there. You guys let us know what you want us to talk about next week. So, but with that uh, with that being said, guys, we'll see you back here next Wednesday.